When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Better Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat, help you process and laugh at the biggest topics and U.S. news and politics. It is a beautiful day. The weather is amazing. You know, because Elise, you're not wearing your forest green podcasting pullover. Where is no, she? No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I miss her. I know. Well, it's. Um, I actually worked out immediately before doing the podcast, so I, I don't need to be as warm and cozy as my green podcasting pullover always makes me. I just took, I just housed a cold brew I didn't need, so. I hope you're in a better state than me. Oh, fun. <laughs> My hands are sweating. I mean, just screaming the entire episode. <laughs> I was just like fuming, try, waiting to get into the podcast studio because I cannot handle anything being late at all. <laughs> How are you, Brian? I would love a cold beer to chug right now. I'm great. I'm good. I'm great. It's Are you like, on Fire like Island? Said, no, I'm in um, my bedroom because we have a bunch of, we have a couple of guests staying with us. So I just had to find the quietest place. Mm-hmm. That I could. I'm going to fire on today, though. Woo! Oh, yay, yay. And I got my monkeypox <laughs> vaccine, so I'm not yay. nervous. Yay. Oh, incredible. What timing. <laughs> that is an important step before going out to Fire mm-hmm. Island, I believe. Mm-hmm. I will say, getting my monkeypox vaccine, my like the side effects were not as bad, like like physically. Um, however, like my arm hurt for a week. It was very strange. A week. Yeah. Because they, they do it in the back of your arm instead of like your shoulder. They do it like behind your arm. It was Ooh, interesting. I don't like that. Yeah. How are the gays supposed to do their Barry's boot camp with a busted arm a whole That's week? what we were all discussing on our <laughs> secret channels. <laughs> the secret channels. The secret gay channels. That and a league of their own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I am glad you two were able to uh, lift your heads for a moment from the magical world. That is Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse. <laughs> that was released today. When when Elise, when you went to when you suggested we discuss this, my inclination was to be like, it's a podcast, not a visual medium. But then I thought I could challenge you both <laughs> to describe what we are looking at in this picture that Mark Zuckerberg posted of Meta's Horizon Worlds after spending ten billion dollars on it. Elise, how how would you I'll start with you? How would you describe this image? Okay, first of all, it's like a we. caricature of Mark Zuckerberg that actually looks more 
like appealing and warm than the normal Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, does. if this if this like 2D version of Mark Zuckerberg approached me on the street, I'd be much less frightened if oh, yeah. no. the regular one. I feel like I could have a conversation with this guy. I don't know yeah. if I can have a conversation with the IRL Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's doing it. It's because he wants to be able to talk to people because he's so frightening. Yeah, I think that he wants everyone to be like an unblinking two-dimensional <laughs> character so that he doesn't seem as strange. Um, so, okay, we Mark Zuckerberg is standing in, I guess, what is the metaverse's version of Paris. And we know this because their Eiffel Tower is there. And then I think that's Notre Dame in the background. No, can it be? I, I, I there's there because of the cross on the top of it. I believe that it is Notre Dame. Well, so I was like, okay, they had to pick something because of the way that like how poorly this is designed and like the like 1998 graphics. Yeah, um, they had to choose something like like some sort of like uh, you know place that was very recognizable. So they they chose the Eiffel Tower. This other one behind them by. By the way, this could is be Spain's on the other unfinished. Hand. This is apparently Spain's unfinished Sagrada Familia, or what? it could be Dracula's it palace. Is Spain? Apparently, that of course, it's right Spain? behind. It's right behind uh, right. the Eiffel Tower. As we know, place. Spain is directly behind <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. That's crazy. It looks like Lego Hogwarts to me, kind of. I, and then, as we know, all of Europe. Aside from the Eiffel Tower and this unfinished Spanish church, <laughs> it's just green space, a couple just green trees, orbs. just green orbs, a couple trees. I mean, this is truly a less de- le- like less detailed than Roller Coaster Tycoon. Totally, exactly. Mm-hmm. But ten billion dollars more expensive. Ten billion. My Sims more expensive. Village currently is way. It has way more build out than this Metaverse Paris. <laughs> And yet Mark Zuckerberg was was thrilled, was thrilled to announce this, thrilled to announce this. I said it in our chat, but like this image, I I suggest everyone Google it of Meta Europe. Like this should have <laughs> been an internal document that got sent around in the Meta Slack that was like, hey, guys, this is not good enough. Well, like, no this, one can see this. I thought like this could be like this is our first draft. Any notes? It's like, yeah, let's make it look like it wasn't made in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like it was made with less advanced technology than what we currently have. Yeah, it's weird. It's strange. <laughs> it is very strange. You know, I think I think you're onto something, at least. I think he was like, this is a way I can actually connect people. I think he saw this. And he was like, I look great. I look friendly. <laughs> I look like I can connect with people. I look great. But this is a more, this is, I am more comfortable presenting this to the world. I will say he has got in this such a, such a heavy upper eyeliner. I'm bringing this to my wedding makeup artist. I mean, I like that look. His eyes look great. His I eyes do are like popping. the way he's lined the top lid. Um, <laughs> and then I don't know if he's had his cheeks done here or Botox or what's going on, but lineless, not a, not a line on his face. <laughs> how is the how is Mark Zuckerberg's haircut in this more accurate than the Eiffel Tower and this unfinished Spanish structure? You know, that is I would say, yeah, if we're going for accuracy, Mark Zuckerberg is definitely above this unfinished Spanish church. I'll Eiffel Tower that. is very recognizable, but I would say that Mark Zuckerberg is the second most recognizable thing in this picture <laughs> of three things. <laughs> 
a thousand percent. Well, thank you, Mark. I'm glad. I'm glad he's spending his $10 million well rather than, uh, than paying it in taxes. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using Pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified beacon cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So we're going to do a couple bummer stories a little bit. We just have to touch on them because they were big and I think people are expecting us to. And then we're going to end. It is Pop Culture Thursday, so we will end, of course, in Hollywood. This is an abortion-related story, but it made me chuckle. Anti-abortion advocates in Kansas charged $120,000 to credit cards to fund an unnecessary recount. So this is, this is in relation to that ballot initiative earlier this month, last month, uh, where Kansans overwhelmingly said, we want to keep abortion legal. So this recount request came from a woman. I just like this backstory here. I'd like to imagine this sort of Bonnie and Clyde situation. The recount request came from a woman. She's an election conspiracy promoter, like a club okay. promoter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's just how she was described. And she recruited this, this guy who's a hard right anti-abortion activist. So she basically got him to pay for this. He originally offered up his whole ass house as Girl collateral. Boss. Girl bossing. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Girl boss moves. Uh, but the state rejected that. So instead they they made a new deal, he and her. He said, All right, look, I'll put I'll put $120,000 on my credit card. The woman paid $1,500. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Honestly, Queen, Slay and Queen. I know we don't agree with her, but that's amazing. <laughs> it's giving, it's giving girl boss. It's giving efficiency. It's giving using the, the white capitalist patriarchy to your advantage. To, to Unfortunately, your advantage is bad, but I <laughs> I do support roping a guy in for your weird conspiracy and getting him to put down $120,000. After offering his home, I just, I just live there. Yeah. We've said it before in terms of strategy, and I'll say it again. I think we need to borrow from from the anti-abortion extremists every now and then and just like trick trick some guy. Go on, go on seekingarrangements.com and make a friend and get him to to fork over to a pack that supports a $15 minimum wage. You know? Just get it done. Be an ally. I just feel like when you get to like you know, like dumb guys you can rope in on the right are different than dumb guys you can rope mm. in on the left. And I think the dumb guy you rope in from the left, he's like, I don't have your credit card. All my money's in crypto. Yes. And you're no. like, I pay, <laughs> yeah. damn it. Yeah. I pay for Joe Rogan's Patreon in cash and yeah, gold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like, God damn it. You're not used to me. Yeah, it's like, do you know any good like green banks? I don't like what Chase invests in. Yeah, 100%. I'm like, God damn it. These people just provide so much entertainment. This recount never even had a chance. I mean, this just really, it brought back 2020 vibes when they were just spending. I think they did, there was another story like this, just like racking up the credit cards, racking up the credit cards for nothing. Who hasn't been there? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all racking up credit card debt for various things that are important to us. Tori Burke had a sale recently, but (laughs) I... I am, I'm, I'm like, I'm really trying to try every nacho appetizer in New York city. <laughs> and I feel like that's what credit cards were made for. Imagine you yeah. just go to like, you know, like those in debt, like debt havers anonymous. And it's like, what got you here? And someone's like, I do have a shopping addiction. Um, I was in yeah. medical debt. Well, I put $120,000 on my credit card to recount votes in Kansas because I hate women. And also to recount votes in an election where it was a blowout. It was like really the results were very much in our favor. More than 11,000 votes for sure. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fucking close. Like, I think, you know, if things are close and people want to fund a recount, whatever, that's part of democracy. You can do that. I mean, I guess anyone can fund a recount for any reason. That's also part of democracy. But it just seems particularly foolish to do it when it was like 60% of the vote or something was foolish for like, it's not, this isn't even like a Trump winning it by like a slight margin in some of these States. And they're having to be a hand recount situation. This is like 60% of the vote was for keeping abortion access where it's at. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't spend my own money on something with those odds either, but I would ask for a man's money. Yeah. All right. We are going to stay on the topic of abortion. This is our bummer story for today. And there was a lot of discussion about it this week. A Florida appeals court upheld a district judge's decision that a 16-year-old isn't sufficiently mature enough to end a pregnancy. Sufficiently mature enough is a quote. So what, of course, stands out here is that the judge thinks the girl can decide, can't decide whether to end a pregnancy, but can make every single decision on behalf of another human being for like at least the next decade. You got to make all, all the kids' decisions. The request was to waive a law. This is crazy. DM me if I'm not interpreting this right, but the request was to waive a law requiring parental consent for minors to get an abortion. This child does not have parents. 
she has a guardian who supported whatever decision she made. And I guess somehow that does not reach the level of like parental consent. So I don't know where this was supposed to leave this child. This, if this case is bizarre because like they seem to go back and forth a lot. Like a judge decided this and said it was a close call and that the teen was credible and open and showed at times that she could make the decision, but ultimately decided that she hadn't showed enough evidence that she was mature enough to make that decision. And then a three judge like appeals court said, yes, we agree with everything, with everything the judge said. What's crazy to me that sticks out to this is that like this person doesn't have parents. So you want, you're forcing this child to have a child without uh, what seems like a support system in place. And so it's like, it just seems like the the ultimate like state negligence. It doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense to me. I mean, it's part of like the hole that they chop people in with this kind of stuff, which is that like, this is obviously like, uh, I mean, she's 16. So she's a girl. This is like a young girl who has had a lot of disadvantages in life. She does not have parents. She's living with a guardian who kn- I I mean, clearly there's some kind of a complicated situation happening here. I imagine I, it wouldn't be hard to believe that this person, this young girl, has been like in and out of the system in various ways. And now she has to have a baby that obviously she can't support and is going to have to be in and out of the system as well, which is a really traumatizing situation for a lot of kids. And all of that could have been avoided. I just am confused as to like, how do you prove, like, what evidence proves that someone is m- sufficiently mature or immature? Like, they should, I don't know. Whatever, it's like a Rorschach test that's, like, clearly two people blowing each other and you have to not laugh and be like, I think it's a butterfly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, that's really funny. We have to do a video about that, Brian. <laughs> also, this Daily Beast article says that also this child, did, this is the quote from the article, did not request a lawyer who would have represented her for free. Why is it a child's burden to know to request a lawyer? And to whatever extent, like she should have, like, that's just, how did she end up in this situation? Like the fact that she was even in this situation and abandoned. And like you said, Brian, like at every corner of the system, certainly not a glowing endorsement of a system you want to bring additional children into that don't have the resources. Well, this girl's also in a really terrible situation now because now she, like, young girls are going to be put in this forgiveness or permission situation now where it's like, now Mm -hmm. because she's gone to the state, because she's gone through the quote-unquote proper channels, there's a spotlight on her. And, like, could she leave Florida and get an abortion? I don't know what the laws are. Could we get some guy to put $120,000 on his credit card to fly her out to a country where she can have an abortion and then stay in a five-star hotel because she fucking deserves it. Like, Mm -hmm. now she really is kind of stuck. If she does try to pursue some other avenue to get an abortion, who knows what the state of Florida is going to do to make an example of her? Because there's this girl, I think it's in Nebraska, who her and her mom are getting charged with violating abortion laws. It's just really scary. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it kind of shows the situation that we're in now where it's like to even pursue legal abortion in some of these states risks like bringing the attention of the state upon yourself. And now the state knows that she wants an abortion and that they said no. And like, can she go get one another way? I don't know. Not to mention how much you run out the clock with all of this and then Mm -hmm. run out of literally legal time. Like it used to be like, it's just so crazy how much we've already sort of like 
devolved on this issue where it's like before it was like you could get regressed. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Like before it's like, okay, everybody should have every option to do this as early as possible. And now it's like, you might, you might completely run out the clock legally, not just like for your preference, just legally, you might lose the opportunity. Because even in the option of like flying to Europe, again, we scam a guy, we charge his credit card, we send her to Europe. <laughs> yes, Most get a private jet. Country. We have to hijack a private jet and just take we it get back Taylor and forth. Swift jet. We say it is yeah. only right for you. That is it. Even still, in most European countries, the deadline is like 25 weeks. So you're still yeah. like, you are up against the clock mm-hmm. to do this kind of stuff. And now it's like, who knows how far along she is because she tried to go through legal channels in Florida and then, you know. Mm-hmm. There, there isn't even like that's not a standard that's meetable like it reminds me of like poll tax shit back in the day mm. where it's like of course you just have to prove you're mature enough to have an abortion which is a standard like what is the standard for that what does that even mean why uh, you know it's a gotcha mm. situation and when you adopt children I'm fairly certain you have to show that you have the means and the willingness and the time and the ability to raise a child. So the fact that when you're uh, a, a child yourself, like pregnant with a child, that you have to prove the otherwise is just insane. It's completely backwards and insane that nobody realizes that. A lot of abortion or um, a lot of adoption advocates and adoptees have recently been sort of discussing, you know, how insincere the like what, everybody. There's so many people available to adopt these these kids. Narrative is which is also just, I think this case, I was reading more about it and it looks like the 16 year old, she just didn't check the box on the form that said, yes, can I please have a lawyer? And that very well could have resulted in her, the failure of this case. And that's the stuff that I don't think that these state legislatures think of that like one missed box by a teenager experiencing extreme trauma could result in a first and a forced birth. And that's why you don't have these laws. Nobody was ready for these laws. And we're seeing like people bleed out, children be forced to have kids, even in states where like there are rules that should bypass that because there are just logistical issues that are going to result in like real tragedy. Yeah. I mean, it's really sad. It's it's really crazy. These poor kids. Well, midterms are in less than 90 days, and there are lots of opportunities. I mean, I saw that Val Devings is like pulling ahead of, this is a national race, but still pulling ahead of Marco Rubio in some I things. know. Very Ooh. exciting. And um, Barnes is pulling ahead of Ron Johnson in by a Wisconsin bit. by like a lot. I mean, Ron yeah. Johnson is clown 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 his shoes are mm-hmm. on he's got the nose fa- face <laughs> painted clown but like oh how wisconsin dispatches Elise. Hmm? you're gonna be you're gonna be spending some time in in the land in ron johnson's I backyard be, i will be in wisconsin um and if i see any tiny cars i'll know who's um, in the, <laughs> i'll know who's driving it <laughs> and and we're starting to pull ahead in ohio too did you see that very yeah, exciting it's looking and, and the gas Senate prices is looking are really lower. good I, Senate, I'm sorry. Things are looking up. I know. Mm-hmm. I worry I about the house. Now. We need to keep yeah. our eye on the house, but the Senate is looking really good. Yeah. We need to keep our eye. But Mary Peltola is like ahead of, of all of these. She's the Democrat from, from Alaska. So I am not interested in any more doom and gloom around these midterms. Like a Senate is nope. like, it's looking it's good. It's looking Brandon, better every baby. day, but <laughs> <laughs> dark Brandon, dark, dark Brandon, Brandon's Brandon moment. Ascendant. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. All right. So we're done with politics for a minute. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. So this week... The actress Bryce Dallas Howard, a star of Jurassic World, said she was paid even less than Chris Pratt than previously ported, reported. So I guess in 2018, it came out that her pay for the films, this was a trilogy, was $2 million less than his. But she told the press this week that she wasn't paid the reported $8 million to his $10 million. Actually, she was paid so much less. So like, obviously, as we discussed this, like, boohoo, $8 million. But like, mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of like part of what I want to discuss. The principal. Right. She's Ron Howard's daughter and he's the least fun Chris. So Precisely. why? <laughs> <laughs> Does it make sense to me? I love me? this argument. I love this argument. She said this Your week that... Your should be on uh, scale with how good the Chris is that you are opposite of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that is my thing. She's a Nepo baby. Yeah, she's being the Opie. She's Opie's daughter. So you have to you have to factor that in. If Opie's daughter can't get pay equity against, right? as Lee said, the worst Chris... <laughs> then who, dare I ask, can? She noted this week that uh, this I thought was interesting that she started negotiating this trilogy in 2014, which she called a different world. And she just, in a sense, it was. I mean, that was before I think there was like a little bit more public acknowledgement of pay equity. More people were talking about it. And she said, you have to sign up for three movies. So your deals are set. She did say, she said that 
that Chris Pratt was helpful in advocating for her and trying to help her get pay equality on later projects that like weren't contractually set. So, you know, that's, that's fabulous. There's obvious, this is obviously a pattern. We've heard about it a lot recently. Ellen Pompeo said in 2019 that she found out Patrick Dempsey was being, being paid almost twice what she was on the show when she started. And Michelle Williams, this is crazy. Also found out that Mark Wahlberg was paid one and a half million dollars for reshoots on a film they did together. She was paid a thousand dollars. Now I don't, what? I haven't seen that film, so I don't know. <laughs> what? Well, why does Michelle Williams do anything for $1,000 is my I question. I would be embarrassed to present Michelle Williams with $1,000. That would right. embarrass me. So when I was I looking like, at this I'm on, so sorry that I'm even giving devastated. you $1,000. No, I would refuse. I'd be like, I will not, I will not do that to Michelle I won't, Williams. I won't sign the check. <laughs> not Matilda's mom. No way. No way, Jose. Could run into no. her in Brooklyn. Absolutely not. When I was looking at this on Twitter, I saw a lot of people, you know, Twitter's toxic. These people, you know, we don't have to listen to what they say, but a lot of people were saying, I don't go see movie. Like I didn't go see this movie for Bryce Dallas Howard. I turned up to the theater for Chris Pratt. This isn't about gender. This isn't you about pay equity. You came to the movie for the dinosaur, dummy. Yeah, please pay yeah. the dinosaur then. Yeah. <laughs> what? Give it to the special effects people who they clearly underpay. Probably underpay. They're not making Absolutely. eight or ten million dollars. Who make that no. movie? Who make those dinosaurs? They deserve it. This is They're interesting. I like I like this angle where it's more about. It is ultimately about why is anyone getting paid ten million dollars to say the words? I mean, it's universal. They can't just throw an extra couple of million at Bryce Dallas Howard so they, they can get easily. some. You know what I mean? Just like that's Absolutely so stupid. Not. It's so fucking stupid. And this franchise is unbelievably enormous. I mean, like, cause the stuff that like Chris Pratt helped her negotiate later, we're talking like theme parks, video game. Like this is, I mean, it's just such an enormous, uh, an enormous franchise that it's like, they could just give her the money now that they didn't give her before. And it would mean nothing. It would mean nothing. I, I am planning a trip to Orlando right now and looking at the price tickets to go to universal studios. It is disgusting. Give Bryce, Howard, give Bryce Dallas Howard some extra fucking money because yeah, you guys Chris are Pratt charging. Say, <sighs> right, or Chris Pratt could say, okay, maybe she should get more than me on these things to correct for. And maybe that's happening. Chris to, Pratt could to correct that. for that. But or, yeah, he could, a lot you know, of, why doesn't he just write her a check? He's a Schwarzenegger now. Like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, this is like not directly related. It's just also an entertainment story that kind of reveals how much women are valued versus people who don't identify as women. Ezra Miller still hasn't been fired from The Flash. So the actor said this week that they're undergoing treatment for, quote, complex mental health issues following the strangest spate of crimes I have ever seen. Every week <laughs> was Every the crime. Mad libs, like bizarre location, Cult. crime, criminal code you've never heard of. But then also like just breaking into a house and stealing liquor like a teenager would do. like like <laughs> like crimes ranging from full cult predator to like I broke into someone's parents basement and stole their booze from the cabinet. I'm Very also strange. curious as to why this latest fiasco is the one that they feel they need to put out a press release about like, yeah, this, this one was what, like felony burglary or something. He, like, yes. assaulted people in Hawaii and was, like, had restraining orders against them. Like, with a bow in it? She did the craziest stuff in Hawaii. And it's like, leave them alone. Get out of yeah. there. Stop menacing people in Hawaii. He's menacing people everywhere. And so this does... Okay, so... 
These crimes took place during a time that Ezra Miller said was an intense crisis. They range from felony burglary to harassment to even allegations of child grooming. Had you guys heard about this? So yeah. Vaguely, yeah. I had not actually heard about it. Parents of a North Dakota teen say that Ezra Miller was influencing and grooming their child, inviting them to – it sounds like this this teenager lived with Ezra Miller. Miller. Ezra Miller gave them large doses of hallucinogenic drugs. Sounds like they were controlling and influencing them in a way that yeah. you know, they needed and protection teenager, for their child. I think the kid is like 12 or 14. Like it's not, I'm not that it makes a difference for them to be. I think they've known each other a long be, time. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it makes a difference for them to be like 17 or whatever, but like I'm, we're talking a very young teenager. Yeah. This just, just sounds like a, obviously a person with mental health challenges and like just a disturbed person that is causing harm to a lot of people. And it, you know, I don't, we don't want to take away any compassion from Ezra Miller if this is all mental health, but if this was a, if this was a cishet woman, she she would be in a hospital bed handcuffed, not, not still in a $200 million movie. Yeah. And I also do like, I mean, it's really complicated because I agree this, this does seem like someone who's going through a mental health crisis, but that doesn't excuse predatory, harmful behavior towards others. You don't get to attack people because you are going through a mental health crisis. And frankly, you don't get to be the face of a multi-million dollar franchise, which is kind of the most interesting part of all this is like, they're the face of this movie. Uh, DC has clearly put a lot into this franchise that they were atten- they're intending to release. And I was reading an article in Jezebel written by my dear friend Katie Ruth Ashcraft last week before Ezra Miller put out this statement that was kind of talking about like the three options that the studio had at this moment. And one is option one, which is what we've seen, which is that Ezra Miller comes out, they say, I'm going through a mental health crisis. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to rehab and I'm going through a mental health crisis. And then they try to move forward with the planned promotion of the movie. Number two, Katie called it the um, death on the Nile approach, which is where like Army Hammer was in death on the Nile and they just Mm -hmm. kind of didn't talk about it in the promo of the movie. I think that's harder to do when it's the movie's called The Flash and, and you're the this Flash. person is The Flash. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then the third is to scrap the movie, but they're not going to do that. They're not doing it. They should, they should, they, Ezra Miller has been erratic for a long time. They should mm-hmm. have scrapped this years ago. Absolutely. You know? They've had the opportunity. And so now they're like, well, fuck, we've, we missed, we missed those opportunities where we had less to lose and less done with this movie and less spent. And now they're, they're fucked. Who else? know? like these allegations about the teenager are fucked up. Like this person, I can't even believe this person is able to like show up, up to work. Yeah. You know, the studio really put a lot of money in the Ezra Miller basket and they are not getting a return on that investment it's, because it's the Warner Harry Bros. Potter series is yeah. tank. They're, they were supposed to do five movies of Fantastic mm. Beasts. Pretty much everyone says that's not going to happen anymore. Wow. Um, Ezra Miller was a big part of that. I mean, obviously, Joanne has a hand in tanking her own series there as well. But <laughs> 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 Come to my solo show, uh, September 29th at 7 p.m. to hear more about that. But um, it's just interesting. It seems like they're like, 
their scramble to try to save their investment, I think, has mm-hmm. made them lose. Who is going to go see The Flash? It's with so Mills? crazy because they filmed that $70 million Batgirl movie. Did the whole thing. 90 million. And 90 million. And they scrapped it. It's like, why would you scrap that and then keep this? Like, I, yep. it doesn't make any, like Michael Keaton was in it and he he like was Batman again. And Brendan Fraser was in it and it was supposed to be his big comeback. Like that PR alone would have gotten people in seats. And now they're going forward with this. Like what is happening over at DC and Warner? Like they are just, I don't know. It's the, very I think bizarre. The, it's I think the entire, my take on all of it, from like the little I know this entertainment industry is I just think all the all the big wigs are scrambling. A lot of content has come out. The entire market is really, really diluted because of all the different streamers that exist. All of them have some good content and some absolute ass content that you have to like sort mm-hmm. through. And now we're seeing this really weird contraction of like, we put out all this content to start our services and now we're contracting all of that content, which is kind of what happened with this movie, this Batgirl movie that we were talking about where it was originally supposed to be released on the app. And now they're like, we're not doing movie releases on the app. And then they're scrambling to save these like big ticket items that they were intending Mm -hmm. to build these universes on. Like now everything is about world building and universes and DC is like, desperately trying to compete with the Marvel universe that Disney has built. And they were like, we're going to do it with the flash. And now they have this whole plan that they can't execute mm-hmm. anymore. Like they're in, I, they're in a really weird place because Harry Potter was supposed to be their, uh, Star like, Wars answer to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And now that's all again, come to my show September 29th, 7 PM to the crane theater to hear about that. But that's all in jeopardy. And now they're trying to have their like DC universe to match Marvel, but they keep putting Ezra Miller in everything. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they put an international super criminal in everything. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. That definitely backfired for them. So I actually got a re- request recently, since we have some extra time today, uh, to bring back what's getting us through the week. <gasps> wow. Which I love. It's been a minute. I know. I know. I feel like we haven't done this segment since we were in that terribly small, humid podcast room on 21st Street. Yes, absolutely. This is a much better podcast studio. Certainly our our bedrooms are the preferable one. But um, what has been getting you through the week, Elise? Ooh, what has been getting me through the week? I mean... Boring answer is that the weather has just been 100% perfect in New York, like platonic ideal of weather, like 75 degrees, light breeze, zero humidity. That (laughs) has, that has been an extremely, uh, an extremely beautiful, beautiful thing. But the second thing that has been getting, getting me through the week is, um, my upcoming vacation to the lake in Wisconsin. I think about being on the lake and I'm very excited. Everybody needs a long August break. Everybody. I think yes. Millie's like living her best life on the West Coast. I'm not convinced she's ever coming back. I certainly hope so. Fingers we crossed. Know. Yeah. We don't know. Stand <laughs> by. We, we will know. force her to, she will come back because otherwise she's going to have to do the podcast at 9am. Yeah, that's true. So that's her call. That's her call. That's her journey. What about you, Brian? What's been, what's been bringing a smile to your face? Um. Well, I am going to Fire Island today. Like I said, I'm very excited to be surrounded by my people. Um, <laughs> but also I've been really loving, um, Elise as well. <laughs> yeah. 
only only murders in the building that the TV show on Hulu. Ooh, such a treat. I should say I I really it's really hard to find a good thirty minute comedy series um, these days. They're, they're few and far between. There's hacks, but other than that, I cannot give you one other name. Girls Five Eva is my other. Mm. If you have, depending on what combination of streaming services you personally have, I highly recommend Girls Five Eva. Those three shows we just mentioned are on all three are three different streaming services, so they Absolutely. all have at least one yes. half hour comedy. Um, oh, that adds to my what's getting me through the week though is that I just saw Into the Woods on Broadway, and Sarah Bareilles is in that, and she is also in Girls Five Eva, and it was really quite good. Girls Five Ever is, is great. It's I have to like parse it out because it's so joke dense, and I it's I love that. But I can show. girl cannot be on her phone, and so I have to like. As I said, I'm addicted to my phone, so I have to like truly put my phone put my phone away. But putting my phone away and actually enjoying TV shows again has been like making it feels like it's been making me my mental health better. A good thirty minute show is my uh, what's getting through. Have you guys heard of a show called Ghosts? Oh, I have heard of it. it that, that's like it was a British show, and now they have yes. an American version. Yes. So it was. It, it is a British Jones show, is in it, I believe. Yes, it's a British show. Started on the BBC, and there's like five seasons, I think, on Amazon. And the premise is that like this couple moves into like an estate that's in the family, and it turns out to be like haunted by all of these these people that died there <laughs> randomly. And um, one of the this isn't a spoiler. It happens in the first episode, but one of the the woman like has like a near death experience, and then she can see them, but her husband can't. And it's just like there's like five British seasons, and I it's so fucking delightful. I can't even tell you because it's just like different eras of British people, which love. It's love so it. funny. They're <laughs> always all, like, on board with British people. Right. From it's like different Parks, eras. It's, you know, it's like a category. It's like cast of bizarre characters like The Office and Parks and Rec, but they're all ghosts. So there's just like it's there's so much fodder. And when I saw the British one, I was like. There is no way I will ever lay my eyes upon the American one. There's no way it can meet the charm. This is a distinctly the American one is so good. There, I might like it better. It's just nobody's talking about it, but it's such a delightful show. It's like warm and cuddly. It'll make you feel better. It's great to watch with like a loved one. Put and your which phone away. Streaming service does one have to watch this? <laughs> this one is on Stars. No, it's not. <laughs> I think the British one. The British one I think is on Amazon, and the American one is on Hulu. I think there's only one okay. season of the American one and I'm not sure if it's gotten renewed. It has the gal from um, iZombie and I love her. She's so good. She makes everything. Everything she's in is great. She's also the princess in those Netflix movies and I loved, um, have you guys watched Paper Girls? No. Oh, you, 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 I think you'd both love it. It's very like, I describe it as now and then meet Stranger Things. I'm just very oh. into like 14 year old girls and their relationships and their There was too there was long a long pause. pause. <laughs> I really into fourteen-year-old girls. <laughs> TV shows. It was, too, it was too long of a pause, and and that will be what gets you canceled eventually when they when the trolls when the troll when the bad faith trolls come for you. You just gave them that, Amanda. <laughs> I was looking at you both. I was like, "What happened?" And my mic cut out. Oh. <laughs> Me and Lisa oh. were like, oh, uh. <laughs> Thank you guys. This was so fun. Thanks for yeah. that. We'll have to definitely have you back. Have you back monthly. Jeez. That is our show. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Badger Up Podcast. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.